lot of bullshit going on down here. Share, share, share. You know how we do it around these parts. Hit that share button. Hit that like button. And get ready for some real no bullshit. That didn't make any sense. It never does. Just hit the damn share button. Share, share, share. Let's just start breaking this. Dub or bullshit. Dub or bullshit. No bullshit. What up, though, everybody? Welcome to another episode of NBN News. You know what I'm going to tell you. Share, share, and share some more. And then get ready to listen, because we're about to have a good time. What about subscribing? Oh, subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe. If you're following the page, follow the page. Like the page. And whose show is this? This is Charlie LaDuff, No Bullshit News Hour. And friends. Hey, Karen, is anybody doing stars and stuff? Um, I haven't seen any stars in a couple weeks, but we still, you know. No, I mean, I mean, are people life. saying hi and stuff? Can call their names out. Call their names out. All right, we've got Don Moore. He said it's time to fix the you know what. Go ahead, uh, Red. You go like Nelson, good morning, Don. Good morning. Uh, with Shonda Rice, and she's on every Friday. Stephen Whiting, Shonda. Street, Ben Morton, uh, Don Moore, and he's always a big uh, fan and supporter of Red. Yes. Uh, What's up, Don? Don so, uh, oh, and they said, oh hi, Mark. Don't forget about Mark. Hi. <laughs> So Metro Detroit Crime Report is lined up already as nice. they are every week. So the gang's all here. What's the crime? crime. So much. Breaking you know, news. Say, hold on. We got to say hi to Bill uh, and uh, Patty P is not on yet, but they have been diligently on supporters, listeners since day one. So Beth McCarr, Tom, Harold, everybody's lining up. So let's What go. about Dick? Not yet. Tom, Dick, and Harold. <laughs> Tom, and Harold. Come on, Dick. Karen's waiting around for some dick. No. Oh, oh. Look on her face. Yikes. Holy crap, she turned white with embarrassment. <laughs> what? Charlie, What's Charlie, that shirt Charlie. say? Detroitish or prudish? God damn. What? Detroit-ish. All right, let's start over. We'll fix that in post. <laughs> no, we won't. Please do. <laughs> I got breaking news. Oh, wow. Okay. Exclusively from the No Bullshit News Hour. American Coney Island in downtown Detroit to be named the best Coney dog in Detroit in the upcoming edition of the Metro Times, the Thanksgiving edition. Metro Times doesn't want that out, but it's out. Way to go, American Coney Island. Red, some applause, please. Get off the phone. Yes. What are you doing? What are you looking at? He's he's subscribing. He's sharing. Oh, no, he's got an advanced copy of the Detroit Metro Times. (laughs) (laughs) Again, I mean, how many times do you need to be told that you you want the original, you want the tasty, you want the clean, you want the down-homey, you go to Michigan Avenue and Lafayette. I just had one for breakfast. And? Great. Lunch and dinner. If I don't see you, have one for lunch and dinner. I've never had one before. What? (laughs) Oh, wait. No, I usually have one. We've seen you eat them on camera, so. All right, breaking news. Breaking news. (laughs) Breaking news. Come on, hit it. 
Inflation through the roof. Here's why the ships in the port of Los Angeles are backed up three ways to Taiwan. I'll tell you why. Because there's so much disposable income. You sat around in COVID, you didn't spend. You sat around and Uncle Sam sent you checks. Some of you needed, some of you didn't. We all got money. Guess what they told you to do? Order for Christmas. Shipping and ordering online is at an all-time high. It's not a bottleneck. It's a glut. That's why everything's sitting out there. Now do yourself a favor. Just fix that right there. Ship a Coney dog to your home. Thanksgiving, the holidays, Christmas. Tell someone you love without having to go overseas and put it on a boat and get it on. It's already here. You go to AmericanConeyIsland.com, send the dozen dogs with all the fixings right to the front door of your loved one or yourself. And remember, the best dog in Detroit. Where do I go to do that? What's the website? I don't know. Well, you always ask me phone numbers. Uh, AmericanConeyIsland.com. There you go. Oh, look at you. Oh, I get what you were doing. Mm. You know, to work with Mark is like to do a master's class in radio. Hardly. It is. It's true. No. The guy's a pro. I appreciate it, but no. You are. You're a pro, bro, and it's, um, might as well, you know. Take I, think the- you, I think you sell some pros this week. I, I, I ain't mad no more, man. I'm not trying to be mad, so I'm trying to be a better person. COVID taught me. It's really nice to work with you. Thank you for the Likewise. hand up. Likewise. Thank you for the hand up. Thank you for teaching me. You know, no, it's a big deal. You serious? I don't know if you're serious I'm or not. Very serious. Well, I've learned a lot from you as well. Keep going. Uh, <laughs> and that's about it. Just a few things here or there. Uh, should me and Cameron just like, give you guys some time together? Yeah, that's all yeah let's turn the lights down even lower in here. <laughs> also, hey, I thought this was no bullshit. Let's go. <laughs> okay, uh, speaking of bottlenecks, uh, ADR, right? Always doing right. ADR consultants, here's the thing, you can't get anything, can't get your doors fixed, can't get the window fixed, can't get your permits, can't get the... the your shipping. Y- yeah, m- remember with the floods, you can't get the hot water heaters, they know how to break the bottleneck, that's for this week. They do a lot of stuff, call them their problem solvers for, for the needs that involve government and business. Where those intersect, that's the sweet spot, you call Barry Ellentuck. Uh, ethical, honest, smart. By the way, he actually calls you back. He does. Don't you hate it when you call a contractor or somebody else and they uh, don't yeah. call you back? Yeah, or you have to call them and yell at them five times. Right. So they do the right thing. I yell and I don't like to yell, so I call Barry to be sweet. And if it doesn't work, he'll yell for you. 248 318 9424. 248 318 9424. All right, call him up, get your shit fixed. All right, look, uh, keep that music going, dude. And don't forget, share, share, share. I got a new haircut. Oh, you look good. Well, well thank yeah. you. My, I, I got a cut. I was on Tucker Carlson this week. We'll get to that later. And we'll also get to, I invented celebrity boxing. That's true. Mm. Uh, we want to get to uh, a, a Detroit icon who's now passed away, been lost to us. Uh, comedian, downtown Tony Brown. Uh, Red, Red's going to be here to, you know, do a... Requiem, a memorial, a, a big, big piece of Detroit news. And um, Dana Nestle's drunk. I'll drink with you anytime, baby. It's the best thing you've done in office. But look at here. Look at this. See this guy? Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah. I don't know. I like the haircut. What do you think? You say no, get- Charlie. I like yours better, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, we were supposed to have on today. We're stalling. Richard McGinnis, the reporter for the Daily Caller that was tailing 
Kyle Rittenhouse uh, that night. He's been jammed up. You can understand. It's a very heavy case. He's involved in it. We hope to have him next week. When there's a verdict, he'll be on. Mm-hmm. He was on the stand. Yeah. Right? Yeah, testified. Well, one of the charges on this dude, this Rittenhouse dude, has to do with endangering McGinnis because McGinnis testifying told investigators the bullet came by him. Yeah. So Reckless. What, reckless manslaughter or something? Yeah, yeah. I actually got it typed down here, which Ooh. is uh, first degree recklessly endangering safety with the use of a, of a dangerous weapon. Now, real quick, not to belabor it, uh, I, Red follows all this stuff. I don't know if Karen does, but I don't care what you think. What do you think is going to happen real quick? Uh, I, I think they're going to make an example of him. He's about to definitely get some time. Okay, Karen? Who knows? No, That's my response, really. I mean, every time we think something is going to happen or go one way, it goes a completely different way. These days, I don't know what to expect from anybody. I really don't. Watching it, so re- watching it, reading it. Yeah, I mean, but even still, that's that's really not an indication of, of outcome, Charlie. I mean, we think that we can see things and that there's going to be some logical, like Red said, are they going to make an example of them? Or will it be a complete turn of events? I mean, we just don't know. I mean, nothing fits or nothing makes sense anymore. So I don't know. I think it all boiled down to him on the stand. I watched the whole thing live. I think he will get hit with one. He'll get hit uh, nine months, that misdemeanor, for having a, a gun. Yeah. Under, under the age of 18. Okay, so he's charged with first-degree reckless homicide. Because All right. First-degree reckless homicide, right, for shooting Joseph Rosenbaum, the first man he shot. First-degree uh, recklessly endangering the safety, um, which is also connected to Rosenbaum. First-degree intentional homicide uh, uh, on the second dude. Uh, Maybe the charge with McGinnis, that one that we just talked about. Yeah, you mean like... Just firing in, in, into a crowd as right. opposed to, you know, taking out the threat which he did and which is which is uh a 12 and a half years in prison that one yeah right? Me- yeah that's but, the guideline but i'm looking at it like this i, I just here's what i think it, it could be a hung if i'm on the jury i'm just gonna speak honestly the dude they were attacking the dude they were hunting the dude you, you i see it from the video here's a knucklehead a 17 year old with a weapon that doesn't belong to you you're not supposed to be there and you're there and guys are gonna point guns at you and beat you with the skateboard and chase you down the road. You're supposed to flee first. I don't know how you flee when you're on your back. I, I don't, I don't, I don't like know how you flee there, when a dude's yeah. following you. Look, yeah, so no, look. I'm, I'm with you. Look, man, I mean, I fear for my life. Minimum, though. Hey, kid, you, you're not from there. They're not your weapon. State law in Wisconsin says you're not supposed to have it. You're at least doing that nine. Yeah, months, they, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, minimum, but two, you know, it comes down to a thing of if he wasn't there, then the mm-hmm. death wouldn't have been called. Sorry, dude. He was there. That's not under argument. So, like, I'm sitting in a jury room with you. I'm like, no, I ain't, I ain't going with that. He was there. Yeah, right? the ch- that doesn't apply to the charge. I'm, I'm, I'm going with the law. Like, there, like yeah. look, if, if motherfuckers didn't try hunting him down, here's a dopey kid with a bad haircut. Not what happened. Again, I don't know why the fuck you went up there, dude, with your, I'm trying to help and I'm a medic. It was a family outing. They keep leaving that out. The parents was there, too. What the fuck? They were in another part of the... I don't want 17-year-olds untrained guarding things. No. But that's not part of the case. The right. case is if he felt like his life was in danger. There's no legal. See, that's, the, that's the other thing, though, with any issue. You know, they're always 
to me, components of it that would be relevant in terms of making a decision that are ruled irrelevant because it's not formally part of the case. So I don't know. You, you, a lot of people are saying hung jury. Uh, you know, one yeah, Bill Cox said regardless yeah. of what happens, it's going to be an appeal. So you yeah. know, it's, it's going to be. Yeah. Whatever. It's American did life. But did you think he cried? I mean, that that thing on the stand. What was that? What was that? I think it was a panic attack. I really do. And, and there's some evidence that he had a panic attack when he reported it to the police. I don't think he was crying because he was sad. <laughs> that told him to fuck off. Yeah. Try to turn himself in. Like, well, and he was told not to be there before the shootings too. But that's not relevant to the charge. So I don't know. It's relevant. What do I know? It's relevant to Juror Red. I'm just going to go eat my but, but I have to admit that it is not part of the case, and I'm, I'm going to bring this up in the Trayvon uh, Martin case. Very, very that was the biggest sticking point is that he was instructed by the dispatcher not to follow the young man, which he did, which resulted in the death of the young man because yeah. of the confrontation, and he, he walked. Well, let's get this one straight. Yeah. They told you to lay off. You went there. You fucked with him. He popped you in the face. You're losing a fight, and you killed him. I don't get it. I don't get that. I lived through he was that. Able to I, claim self, he was able to claim self-defense, but self-defense under circumstances that you were not to initiate. Right. I mean, it's different. If you initiate a fight and you're getting your behind beat, yep. that's not self-defense Th to me. That, I agree. So I'm looking at it like this. Dude sitting there with a gun he shouldn't be carrying, but he didn't instigate anything. Yep. Yeah, I get what you're saying, brother, and we can do this in the American jury room. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't have been there, and you're saying you instigated it by your presence. Yes. Okay. I look at it like this. If you leave the fuck alone and stop threatening him, it's not going to happen. If you don't chase... I, I've been through Michael Brown, Trayvon Martin. I've been through so much of this shit. It's just getting sad. We all know the 17 year is supposed to have that gun. Yeah. Well, I, I think the parents should be uh, being held to the accountability of this, especially knowing the information. His mother drove him to this. Yeah, he's a minor. He's You're a right. minor. And she contributed to the delinquency of a minor in the moment that she let him carry an unlicensed weapon across state lines to even be there for that situation. Well, then you might you might charge you with being an accomplice to a misdemeanor of allowing a seventeen year old to carry a weapon. Apparently, the weapon was always in Wisconsin. I guess his dad lives there, so it always stayed there. So, I, and then this okay. is where, this is where you get into the weeds, and it's look, right. I, once again, I don't like a seventeen year old being a vigilante at all, especially when he's untrained. But. I don't like a, a seventeen year old being out after eight when when the, when the, the rule sure. of law said there's a curfew. Yeah, they dropped the curfew charge too, which is interesting. Probably because it's a very minor charge, but yeah. And it's hard to probably calculate. Yeah. Like I was trying to get off the street, etc. Right. Blah, 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 yeah. blah, right? Hard one to prove. Okay. So I thought we I, weren't talking about I it. I think we just did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Richard, good luck. We don't need you anymore. <laughs> well, well, he'll be able to give us more insight, True. maybe, from what was oh, going on in me? the courtroom. I mean, <laughs> and he was there. He's a witness to history. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, uh, he, he interviewed him earlier, you know, like on the video camera at the gas station and everything. So... These kind of people I'm very interested in, it, it, uh, interested in. It's an important job for to, to get it raw and unfiltered so we actually have an idea what's happening. Right. Because I do not encourage you 
to make it your business to be on the streets. No. Bad things happen. No. Trust me, I'm t- I did it. I'm done. I, I, I did my tour. Now, having said that, watch this segue. Dana Nessel. <laughs> <laughs> Drunk as a fucking skunk at the Michigan-Michigan State game. I've been there. That's all over the place now. I mean, what, what is it? Name or drunk, Mark? Which one? Wait, what's that? What are drunk? You said I've been there. I said you've been to the game or you've been intoxicated. Well, both. Yeah, I think he was intoxicated <laughs> at the game. And at the same time, <laughs> believe it or not. Yeah. Oh, wow. Now, okay. she's so loaded, they got a wheeler. They got put her in a yeah. wheelchair out to the car. Now, normally at these football games, right? If you're drunk and you're in a wheelchair and you get medical, the police have to respond. Mm-hmm. They got to take a report, and you're issued a summons for public intoxication. And so now all the news comes out because the Republicans are doing Freedom of Information Act, wondering, are there any reports? So she comes out, and she cops to it and calls the two Bloody Marys. And what do you know exactly what she said, Mark? Yeah, let me, let me pull it up here. And, and look, I'll excuse. I mean, there's a lot of better stuff to nail her on, in my opinion. Um, but there is something in her statement that really kind of rubbed me wrong. I just got to find it first. Okay. Well, Was talking- it the part about Kelly Rossman? You got it. You got it. You yeah. want to paraphrase it? No. I'll <laughs> wait until you can have it accurate so we can respond accordingly, well done, not based on our interpretation. I thought so. you were going to help me kill time here. I got well, it. I'm, I'm going to give a huh? loose opinion. First of all, anytime they got to transport you from the point you was getting drunk to the point where you can depart, you're a messy alcoholic. That's my well, opinion. I, Maybe in a bad afternoon. Is, <laughs> I, mean, I know that people go out and they have fun. I, I mean, I don't drink, so I don't, I, I, I'm not judging those who do. But I do believe that whether you're a public figure or not, you should never drink to the point where you're losing control. Uh, I, I just don't. I think I, I don't get that. I don't understand that. And then that's heightened when you are a public figure. I, I just, you, when you, when and you not a popular one. Well, yeah, but even if yep. you are, but when you when you when you commit to public office, you bear the burden of the sacrifices of not being a quote unquote average citizen. So there's certain things that you even if you can do them, you shouldn't do them. Getting drunk in public is one of. See, them. I disagree. I think times have changed now. I, I want my public figure to be human. <laughs> I think that's what we're seeing. I I do. As, as a guy caught out and and. Uh, uh, the Paddy's Day Parade and stuff. Man, not, not, I, I'm, I ain't doing any harm. I'm doing what's legal to do. The in American fact, thing. Get drunk this is and the, have this the only thing about it I even <laughs> I even like. If we got a picture here, listen. She's not the first public affig, uh, official that I have had a, a good amount of drinks with, and then they had to wheel them out. Throw this one up. <laughs> the other not one. That one, god damn it. Fix it in post. <laughs> That's that's staying the nestle passed out in the stadium right there. Oh wow! She's in a U of M hat. That's a whole nother issue. But okay. Where's my picture of my favorite public official? It worked in um, when we were dry running it. Do you know the other one, Joe? God damn it, Joe! (laughs) This is where his silence is a major advantage. Share, share, share. The other one. The other one. The fucking shit! (laughs) You're fired. 
the fuck? Oh, Charlie, you said you want people to be human. Okay, this is the human side of the show. All right. We, we're not perfect. Only we I get drunk on this show. Joe, I have it on no. my computer if you want to show it. Yeah, just, there we go. <laughs> that one. L. Brooks Patterson. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great photo of him. Breaking news. In, in his chair, yeah. Breaking news. Okay, Brooks has come and gone. Do you remember the time they found Brooks Patterson's car with the tires flat on the railroad tracks? Yes. Okay, Brooks told me. Yeah, he was in the back. They were drinking. Oh, shit. <laughs> they got out of the car and ran back to county headquarters. Yeah, he did it, too. He was a competent public figure. Mm -hmm. He had some problems. I don't recommend, and I don't like you taking the county car and abandoning it on railroad tracks. That's worse than what Nestle did. At least he was able yep. to run back to the county building. They had to call security with a wheelchair to come get her. I mean, it's, hey, we got uh, one sloshed over here, roll C630. <laughs> Holy shit, it's Darth Vader. <laughs> her, but, did you think her statement was a little too cutesy? What she said was, what, what, like, uh, you, nobody wants a, what's that, a Roman shower? Yeah. Just vomiting, vomiting on, on other people. I yeah. had two Bloody Marys, and I wish I had my dear friend who just passed away giving me crisis advice on tailgate gate. Yeah, she said, quote, normally I would ask my trusted friend and communication savant Kelly Roseman McKinney for advice on how to best handle the crisis, but she died last night, so I can't. And that's the sixth wow, paragraph, really? in, which I thought was really that's tacky. That's yeah, tacky. You're right. And I yeah. think Kelly probably would have told you that. <laughs> <laughs> right. That, that, I mean, she was trying to be, you know, a little bit of the victim. She's trying to draw from the sympathy of Kelly's uh, passing. And none of that worked. I mean, she did not pull it together the right way. And it came across as insensitive uh, and detached and almost stupid. That I'm going to just be honest. If it's me, I'm a public official. With my attitude, it's like, look, yeah, I got bent at the game. I lost on some fan doogle. It was bad. <laughs> and I got a little drunk, okay? It, don't, it was the weekend. I'm off. Exactly. Fuck you. Enough Let's keep said. going. With security paid by the public? Well, they were they drunk? Right. I'm, I'm yeah. for that. I'm for paying. If for, they wasn't drunk, then hey. Out, you know, this, that's a very rough job. At least we know she wasn't DUI. Right. Now you get the same treatment we get or don't you? Is there a police report or isn't there? Now because, that should be. Because the fact of the matter is this. You stink at your job and people are mad at you. Like, for instance, here's a new one. This one from State Senator Lana Thiers, who's calling for, remember, don't forget, folks, in a couple of weeks we're going to have a nursing home death total. Because the Auditor General is going to seriously count those. A state Senate Republican, uh, Lanathese, has also asked for the Auditor General to look into the inspections of these nursing homes, the adult foster cares, and the homes for the aged. Because as of August, reported on this program, 60% of the state's 435 nursing homes had gone without an inspection. Wow. For, for 18 months, no inspection. And that number does not account for the mandated inspections of adult foster care homes and homes for the aged, all of that. You left them high and dry. Madam Nestle, where's the investigation? What else happened this week? Flint got the settlement. $600 million plus, right, mm -hmm. for poisoning at least 50,000 people that stood up. If you take, look, let's just... 
break the math down. No adults get anything, right? Okay. 17,000 children get 400 million because the lawyers that Nestle agreed to get 200 million of it. By the way, we get to pay all of it, you and me, yeah. Michigan taxpayer. That money is basically $25,000 a kid, which is enough for a, new, a used truck. Yeah. You stink. There's no criminal convictions on anybody that did anything in Flint. There's no investigations in the nursing home when obviously there should be. And that's why people got a hard on. That I don't think they'd bust your ass. I think they treat you like Brooks Patterson. Oh, it's fucking, yeah. it's fucking Brooksy again, right? But that dude could keep shit tight. Yeah, he did. Does she have a signature investigation that you can think of? Was it Larry Nasser? I suppose, yeah. <laughs> no, because remember, they got the right, guy and they started. let him turn himself in. He blew his brains out yeah. on the highway. Yeah. Well, I just think, you know, there's been a lot of comparisons to Michigan in the state of New York. And look at what that attorney general um, Letitia yeah. James. Letitia James, thank you. Yeah. Uh, a Democrat, a yeah. protege of Cuomo. Mm -hmm. And guess what she ended up doing, Karen? What? She took him out, mm -hmm. did her job, and then what's your take on this? Not only does she do her job, very well done, thank you. I mean, <laughs> way, way to, you know, do your job, not partisan. I mean, you're just doing it because you have to do it. But then she turns around and now she's running for Cuomo's seat. It's <laughs> crazy. It's politics. Oh! Didn't we hear that predicted somewhere? Didn't you have a guest on that said that? Jesse McKinley, the New York Times, yeah. came on this program and said, yeah, she's probably going to run for governor. But doesn't that make you think hmm. that was she doing it because it was the right thing or was she doing it because she had bigger political aspirations or did she just see the opportunity and jump? I, I don't know. Both can be true. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I, think, I just think the stars aligned correctly for the move at the moment. Hey, I get to look great doing my job nonpartisan, get my competitor out the way whose job I want, and the people won't be mad at me when I go to get the seat because I did my job. And she's capitalizing on the on, on the on the on the fact that she got him out and people are, you know, oh hey, she did what she was supposed to do. That's politics, but yeah. okay. <laughs> well, no, I talked to the Republicans or the ones that actually leaked this story and they're trying to get, you know, the freedom of information and all that. And they want to spin it as she's drunk, she's high, and she's making decisions. And I said on the telephone last night, I, I, I'm not going there with that. that. That's a spin. I'm not going there with that. It's a bad look that I'm willing to forgive, like, you're, like you said. Right. You ain't driving. You look silly. That's a what? It's low-hanging fruit. Right. There's but bigger things. The bigger thing is, I just don't think you're very good at your job. Yeah. Catch me on a Saturday night. You're liable to see worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> what, on the stage? Uh, uh, and off. <laughs> Shit. You want to speak of being bombed, you ought to see Red exactly. do a set. Oh. <laughs> being bombed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, look, watch this, though. Look here. Put up the picture of Nestle, the uh, pre the pre party picture. The or pre party the... Nestle Whitmer and Weiser, the uh, Republican regent. Uh, no, the, the chairman of the Republican Party oh, yeah. of Michigan and the University of Michigan Regents. See this? Here we got. If you're if you're listening, not watching, Nestle's already. <laughs> she's, not, she's not feeling any pain. Ooh, she looked good. That's about when you should have left. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And let's, she's looking at the wrong camera, too. That's my favorite. Let's uh, go blow chunks. Let's go blow chunks. <laughs> and then he's in the middle, and then there's Whitmer on the left. All right? 
Okay, great. It's all nice. Mm -hmm. North Face, Michigan gear, Michigan State. Nobody's wearing a fucking mask. What? <laughs> Put it back up. Why you guys fucking keep moving the shit? <laughs> we'll fix it in post. Put no it way. back up. <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting really I'm getting wound up a little bit. Okay. They're not wearing a mask. They're yeah. they're they're like shoulder to shoulder to shoulder, bro. Alcohol kills all germs. But, but look behind them. Nobody in the tent is doing that either. Nope. Like look look at the group behind them. What are the rules? Outside and back. There aren't any. <laughs> You're right. Well, that's a better way to put it. There really aren't any. What are the rules? This matters. Yeah. I like we're we're all taking the lead from you. And and you're I, I thought we're in this new spike. Yeah, that's true too. Y you understand how yeah. like confusing. Like what how the leadership is tearing the fucking country up because there's no doubt in my mind. No doubt. In fact, it's fact. They politicized a pandemic yes. to get what they wanted, and there's no rhyme or reason to get out of it. You agree? I agree. Yes. I agree. Totally agree. I agree. I, I just, I mean, and everything, like, you know, depending on where you go, this is asked of you. This is required of you. This is suggested of you. And, you know, just like even with the hospitalizations right now. Yeah, they're talking about the numbers are surging, you know, in terms of uh, emergency room visits or occupants. But what they don't tell you is the other side of that are the low staffing numbers because so many healthcare workers have resigned in opposition to the mandate. So, I mean, you got to have the whole story and people just don't know what to believe or who to believe. And, I, and so I don't go ahead. Red. No, I was just going to say the whole time I was in Atlanta, I may have seen two masks. Right. Mm -hmm. I, just really, nobody. I had. I took my little vaccination card with me just in case I ran into a place that you need to show the card. The dude looked at me and said, "We what is that? We don't care about that here." Huh? So it's it's like it's the biggest joke running right now with this. And yeah, look, I went down to Florida. I went to go do Tucker Carlson. Invited me on. He got a daytime program, and then he got the nighttime program, and he. And he cannibalized him, you know what I mean? <laughs> so um, I flew to Florida this past week. It was just my second trip out of Michigan since the pandemic began. Okay. It's a weird feeling emerging uh, from the Great Lakes COVID bubble. Because <laughs> I've changed. I mean, like, I actually had manners at the airport. Right. <laughs> you know? uh, as I was standing in Metro uh, Airport, I realized that. I'm tired of the pissing and the acrimony and guilty as charged. So what I do, I let people cut in line. I actually volunteered to check my bag. I let everyone board first. The flight was uneventful and I only lowered my mask to sip my coffee and nibble my fish crackers and I put it right back on. Did you have your pinky finger out? No, I just leaned and stayed to myself. I didn't <laughs> want to get mad. It was only when I landed in Fort, My uh, Fort Myers, Florida, that I realized what a Ziploc I'd been living in. I'm like Rip Van Winkle standing there. I'm wearing old and inappropriate winter clothes, boots, a blue dental mask, uh, which has become something of uh, like a second skin. And nobody's wearing a mask in Florida. What a rube I'm thinking as I'm staring at myself in the airport glass, looking like a total dope. Why should I be wearing a mask, I wonder? I've actually had COVID. And I still got the two vaccination shots, and I'm still wearing a mask. For how long am I wearing a mask, Red? 
<laughs> a long time, apparently. But I didn't complain. <laughs> I'm not angry. I've changed. <laughs> I went to the hotel. It was a lonely place. <laughs> Big and empty and bad sports TV echoing through the lobby. Go slow on that, man. Okay? Yep. Let me get to the middle. Thank you. I'm reading from a teleprompter, people. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> His eyes used to be a lot quicker. So, like, I wait a long time to be checked in. And when the uh, receptionist eventually appears from behind the door, she's rude. I may have woken her up. The credit card gets turned down. She frowns. The credit card gets straightened out. And still she frowns some more. But I don't complain. Instead, I tip big. Working people got problems too, so you got to tip them big. That's part of the COVID inflation. Then you got to listen to working people's problems. I don't like listening to strange people's problems unless I'm getting paid to listen to their problems. But I don't complain. I've changed. Just happy to be here after two years, you know? Florida, like Atlanta, right? It's warm. It's nice. Yes. The highways are clean and lush, right? In Detroit, they're gray now and soil with baby diapers. <laughs> I can see why our governor likes to sneak away every once in a pandemic. <laughs> and I'm not mad at her anymore. To My go to Florida. <laughs> yeah. Why not? It was great. You got a good point. My driver was named Vinny. He says he's got a marriage problem. He's moved out. Or she's put him out, whichever. He's still out. She's from Detroit, he tells me. Oh, that's your problem right there, I tell him. <laughs> <laughs> They've really got hard shells, he tells me, women from Detroit. <laughs> yeah, I tell him, but they're sweet inside, like a cherry cordial. That's true, he says after some time. And then he calls her. And I got to listen, even though I don't like to listen, unless I'm getting paid to listen. And when Vinny drops me off at the studio, I got a tip and big for the privilege of listening. Tucker Carlson tapes three Fox News segments in a day on his tropical island getaway. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going second. I am shown to the green room on the second floor of a whitewashed stucco building, the kind you might find in Morocco. I'm smoking at the top of the landing when I see Robert F. Kennedy Jr. approaching the stairs. Yo, Bobby, <laughs> I called Don. Sorry to hear about your dad. <laughs> the parole board has recommended Sirhan Sirhan be set free, okay? And Bobby takes it right. Bobby's a nice guy. He loves his kids. He doesn't believe other kids should be vaccinated. And he looks like a seaboard rube standing there in his blazer and tie. People have much more in common than different. That much hasn't changed. And then Michael Saylor arrives. He is the Bitcoin billionaire. I ask him if he's got a couple of spare Bitcoins to give away. <laughs> he does not. <laughs> he's dressed like he just stepped out of a John Voight picture, dressed in black and silver Western wear. The woman in his entourage is wearing a green jumpsuit, the kind worn by villainous sidekicks. <laughs> so I don't feel so bad in my winter clothes anymore. <laughs> Then it's my turn to go on, and I walk into Tucker's studio, and it's done up in a Western motif. 
pine paneling and a backdrop photograph of Montana or someplace where people dress like Michael Saylor. (laughs) (laughs) Tucker and I do a bit for about an hour. And before we do, corporate back in New York tells us through our earpieces that I've got to put my beer in a coffee mug. I don't get mad. I've changed. <laughs> Dana, call me. It's an impost. <laughs> no, we won't. So, me and Taco, we talk about unions and world trade in Detroit. And when it's over, I get up and give him a big peck on the cheek. Depending on your point of view, I either just kiss the devil or I kiss the Messiah. There's little in between in America anymore. Things have changed. But I've known Tucker for probably 20 years now. He's just a man. There are no horns or halos around him. We don't agree on a lot of things. And a lot of things we do. Either way, I respect him. That part hasn't changed. The next day, Vinny arrives at the hotel to take me to the airport. He's over the moon. A big glowing goof bathed in a romantic yellow haze got some the night before huh we talked some more he tells me of his wife we spent the night together (laughs) that's good i tell him that's wonderful so now i only tip him a little bit because things are getting back to normal we exchange numbers we hug it out and i put on my dental mask good to know you Vinny, but i couldn't wait to get home to my detroit woman Ooh-wee. Know what I mean? Know what I mean, brother? Damn tootin'. Mm, mm, mm. They don't make them like that nowhere but in the D. And that beautiful piece of poetry was brought to you by Howl Financial. Keep your house in order. <laughs> <laughs> right? Keep your house. Listen, here's what's going on, ladies and gentlemen. We keep telling you, and we're right, we're right, we're right. And this is free. So when we tell you, like, if you're thinking about things... At least go to the people, check them out that we recommend. Because here's what's going on now. Interest rates are still at an all-time low. Get ready. As inflation goes up, they will not stay low. And now there is a record. Want to know how long a house stays on the market? How long? In America? One week. Let me translate what this means. You need to have that mortgage turned. You can't be putting a bid on a house and your mortgage is screwed up. Who's the fastest in the business, Karen? financial yes that's right and what's and the I new number, the number. Mark? what's the new number you said you knew it hey, uh, oh, mark knows it eight six six, six, six. call hall Boom. Call. okay okay that's got what you it. do i mean i'm, I'm telling what i got to keep doing with everybody it is really simple isn't it eight six six call hall oh. have you used hallmark i have i just said hallmark I've used them a couple just, times no, myself. No, no joke. Very easy. Very. You know what Detroit women like? Easy. Just a little bit of Hallmark. Just a card. Maybe, maybe a cherry cordial. You know, like we're all angry. Here's what you do. Let it go. Relax. Buy her a house. That would be nice. That's it. Call David Hall. That's it. Eight six six call. That's it. Thank you very much. <laughs> Make it like Tucker's place, you know, with the beach and the water. Fuck that guy's got it going on, dude. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a nice little studio. Here we are on the lower level. What's wrong with this picture, Charlie? I, I, you know, look, look, when you get to do, oh, by the way, his wife is from Ghost Plain Farms. Hmm. Vinny's wife's from Detroit. My wife's from Detroit. There you go. Something about this area. Think about that. What do you think? Hey, hey, Best hey. women in the world here. Yeah, it's great. It's our greatest export now is our chicks. <laughs> it's the greatest thing ever built here, and, and, and they're not staying. You know what's happened to them all? What? They're on the boats off the port of L.A. <laughs> <laughs> you got a bottleneck of Detroit chicks. So go online and order one. Now be careful. <laughs> Views and opinions expressed in this last segment do not reflect on everybody sitting on the panel. Sorry, sweetie pie. <laughs> Thank you, Brent. <laughs> Listen, um, I just want to get to this. Uh, fix that camera if you can. We, we got technical problems, but I want to show this. Celebrity boxing. Yeah, I'm, I'm right? trying to, yeah. Can we do this or not? Yeah, it's not going to look great, but we can do it. Just then hurry up and do it. Tell me, it's on there. See, look. So I can just... Oh, there. Oh, that'll work. All right, listen. If you're listening, you're going to see that I invented celebrity boxing. Nice. Right here. Okay, that's a lie. Tanya Harding invented celebrity boxing. That was a show, remember? Yes. Back in 2002? Yeah, she busted the old girl on the knees. No, no, that was... Oh, you're talking about the real celebrity boxer. Yeah, 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 I'm, I'm yeah. thinking about that. But yeah. Tanya Harding's the one that busted around the Yeah, head, yeah. Or paid somebody to do it, allegedly, or whatever the fuck. But, like, Frank Gore, the NFL great, mm -hmm. and uh, Darren Williams, the NBA journeyman. Journeyman, wasn't he? Yeah, he was pretty good. He went what to Illinois. He, he, he went to Illinois, right? Yeah, uh -huh. went to First round draft pick. So player. now they got all this, like, maybe you could do it, Red. They got all this Facebook and um, YouTube stars. Yeah, like the Paul okay. Brothers. Doing mm. fights. Good for them. And and <laughs> and, the, and and there's there's like betting lines on this shit. This shit's for real. Yeah, I, I'll spectate. I'd, I'd rather just smoke some weed and watch. Well, it's really nothing new. And I, <laughs> Mark and I are talking about it this week, and I'm like, wait a minute. I did that shit back in 2005 in Oakland, California, outlaw bike gang club called the East Bay Rats. And they used to have a fight club, right? And it would be like the Hells Angels would show up because they're too old to fight. And then they'd have naked chick cheerleaders in a brass band and they'd light off dynamite and all, all kinds of crazy, just nuts. The clubhouse shut down like a year and a half ago. So I was doing, uh, I had a TV show on Discovery Times and I went there. It was the first, it was the pilot fight club. And I'm like, I'd do it. And it was, uh, they want me to fight a white guy my size. And I'm like, that ain't good TV. <laughs> You're right. Plus, if I lose, I look like a dick. Yeah. Right? So when you're doing these things, you, you want to get at a lot of stuff. You want to get to masculinity. You want to get to violence in America. You want to talk about race. You, you know, you're trying to probe when you do what we do. Comedian, right. Right. So the biggest, baddest man, the smartest man. Was uh, what was his name? Michael Jackson, believe it or not. I think it was Michael Jackson. MJ. He was a candidate for a doctorate in philosophy at the University of California, Berkeley. 320-pound black man. Walked around Oakland, California in bare feet. And when you watch all the tapes and stuff of him fighting, he opened every motherfucker's head up. So I'm, we're doing this pilot, and I'm like, 
I'm drinking Old Crow. It's, it's a bike gang, man. You got to drink the, the whiskey with him. You know, Dana, call us up, man. I, I got some places we could go. We starting to realize where his decision came from. <laughs> I got moonshine. Look at that. Which leads you. Home to still moonshine. I like that. Mason jar on a little pedestal. Yeah, like a champagne glass. I am going to check into a motel on 8 Mile and nobody going to hear from me all weekend. Just don't light a cigarette after you take a shot. <laughs> So I drank it, and and we decided to uh, get it on, man. That was the crescendo of the piece. And I, I dug it up. Apparently, like, we can't download it because the corporation put some... It's evil corporation. Some, some yeah. coding in yeah. it, right? And some people didn't have time to find another way around it. Tucker Carlson never fought no badass man. He was 320, <laughs> I was 165. <laughs> we got it? Come yeah, on. we can roll. Let's see what happens here. It's fight night. My fight night, and the place is electric. A crowd of freaks and misfits have come to see my funeral. <laughs> the ring's a holding cell, about 10 by 10, making running impossible. I want to last at least a round for the appearance of things. When Aaron announces in this corner, Charlie weighing in at a buck 65, the lunatics start to howl. They hiss and laugh. The count comes down, and all I can hear is kill him. The crowd is for Big Mike. This makes me mad. Oh, I nailed his hand. Well, that was a good left. He doesn't know you're left-handed. No, he's left-handed. He knows I'm left. He is left too. Don't diminish me. Pretend like it was a sucker punch. <laughs> no, I just thought it, was, I thought it was good strategy. You gotta wear boxing gloves, man. I don't know Moving why. left, because I'm a southpaw, and so is he. And then he jabs, and a right cross lands square on my face. This is what Mike Tyson calls the truth. Oh. Everyone thinks he can fight until he's hit with the truth. The truth is like being hit with a hammer. Is he picking the stars you up come to hit you again? Goes off in your ears. <laughs> yes. And then you remember you're in a fight. At this moment, you decide to fold or face it. I decide to face it. See, he's just waiting. He hits you with his elbows. You see that shit? He likes to push, too. He does. He's huge. They're using that weight. Mike is a meat grinder. But I tag oh, him yeah, right look here. At me now he's I on the, the crowd's shocked. Listen. They turn for me. Look at the bald guy, the Hell's Angel. <laughs> Even he's pleased. Look at him smiling. He is out of breath. You see him just diving into his legs like... That's your wrestling, man. That was a single leg uh, takedown. I wanted to do no holds bar, but he wouldn't do it. No, Mark. What a pussy. What, what he just did was a single leg tackle. He didn't take anything <laughs> right, down. He attempted it. The Yaku's in the audience. <laughs> the chicks were creaming themselves. <laughs> and some of the guys. Golly. Man, I'm into this. That's the president of the bike gang. He's like, he's disappointed I'm not dead yet. Uh, he's got higher standards, yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> Through the rope. He knocked me out the shot. ring. He knocked me out the ring. Look at that guy with like a pencil neck going, come on. Like, shut up, man. 
Oh. <laughs> 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 hit me about ten times in a row if you're listening. Yeah, I mean, oh. I, I don't know if I ain't going down. No, uh, no, not quick. Oh, I got it. Look at that. Oh, with an elbow you see that? Shot to the kidney that sends a jolt of electricity oh. through my oh. innards. Oh. Kidney shot. Uh -oh. Now I'm on my knees, staring at my mouthpiece <laughs> while I'm standing above myself, looking down at me. 39. <laughs> weak. People howling, kill him again. And I'm thinking, I'm already dead. <laughs> I hear the count. Two, three, four. I get up, but I can't go on. I can't breathe. TKO. Technical knockout. The screaming turns to cheering. The little man has taken his beating, but has defended himself. I love it. The rat has eaten his cheese. <laughs> Look, they're lifting me up. <laughs> I'm fucking lost. I love that guy. You should have punched him there, Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> See, I swear this looks like it should be a movie. Like, this doesn't... Yeah, it's Fight like Club. unreal. <laughs> But the hair, Charlie, look at the hair. Yeah. Uh, you can bring that. Man, that was a, that's a that was a good show. I I, I wanna say this in all honesty. You got a lot of heart, but I have never laughed this hard. <laughs> you know, you know what? I wanna ask you, Charlie, out of all the things you've done, and for anybody that's followed you, they know you've done What's the one thing that you haven't done that you still want to do? Because you have no fear or apprehension about anything or anybody. What's left for you to do? I would like to drive a motorcycle around the globe. I had that hooked up one time. Okay. With Ducati. And I was going to go like Mongolia and, mm -hmm. you know, just do all seven continents. I was trying to get to Antarctica. I thought I had it hooked up, but it come and goes, listen, young person, you dream, you do it. You can still do it. I know, but I got stuff right now. At least do that long trail from Canada. I got, I got a couple of Detroit women. I'm, I'm satisfied. I'm satisfied. Take them with you. Thought about that too. Yeah. Thought about that too. I'll go with a couple, Charlie. <laughs> well, yeah, my wife and my daughter, yeah. Karen. Okay, just want to make Jeez. that clear. <laughs> Jeez, wow. She was quick on that, though, wasn't she? We'll fix that in post. <laughs> Happy birthday, babies. <laughs> um, all right, uh, Luke Nowacki, let's, 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 let's get this up here. That was like watching an episode of Rocky. That's what somebody's calling Charlie online. They're like, his new nickname is Rocky. <laughs> you see that dude, though? It is Fight Club, so it, it's just... It's fist fighting with very light gloves on, but you saw that guy throwing elbows. Yeah, well, <laughs> the, the big punches he had his right hand behind your neck and yes. he was uppercutting. Which that's, I don't know if that's legal. It's Fight Club. That wasn't a box. It's Fight Club. Yeah. That's why, like, dude, the only chance I have against a man like that is like I need to take your legs out. Yeah, and I need to choke you out. MMA, but yeah. we didn't get to do that. I still don't think I would have won. I, I, I just wanted no, to say. No bullshit, I would have won. If some science goes into that, right? When the guy's like 320 and you 165, tackling a leg is like trying to tackle a tree. <laughs> so. But the point is this. That punches back. The reason I did that is this. In the end, the racial psychosis we suffer from in this country, the 
anger that we suffer from. You don't have to be afraid and you don't have to be belligerent. But train yourself and keep yourself in shape. And the point is, if somebody's going to pick on you, hit them and get out of the alley. The whole point is not to win, it's to go on. Somebody will respect you. They... Well, they respected you too. Most definitely. I mean, you saw how pumped up they were afterwards. Did yeah. you have any, you know, interactions with them after that? Well, I wrote a book, my second book yeah. called "Us Guys: The True and Twisted Mind of the American Man," and I went to San Francisco because they're in Oakland, and I was doing a book reading. It was really great, and they all showed up. That's cool. What a book oh, read. Everybody's there in leather and whiskers, and and they drank all the beer at the bookstore <laughs> <laughs> and left me with the bill. <laughs> What's that? I said, do they read? Oh, they're br these guys are brilliant. Like Mike's a philosophy, uh, probably professor now. The the referee was a uh, astrophysicist, I oh, believe. Wow. Like they're kids of divorce and anger. Like they're master mechanics. They were like the most interesting, badass, bright. They were soldiers. And that's why you just, should get to know people. Just some real Brad Pitt fight club. And, and that's why I ask, because there's a perception, and that's why I ask. I wasn't trying to be mean or oh, condescending, no. but I ask for clarification because we base our opinions of others on our perceptions. And if we don't do like Charlie and go in and meet people and yes. talk to them and find out who they are, then we're left with our usually incorrect perception. And then you got to get your ass beat and you got to drink the tequila with the habaneros in it. You know what I mean? That helps heal the internal bleeding. <laughs> and they get stiffed with a bill. <laughs> so I'm doing the book reading and then they drink all the beer and then they stick me with the tab. And then we're going across this really nice Marin County mall in a, in a little mountain rivulet there. And we're going to the bar and his, I got a couple of friends showed up from the Bay Area. You know, hey, come to the reading. And as we walk out, these animals <laughs> proceed to beat my ass what? in the parking lot of a strip mall. <laughs> Kicking me, punching me, hit me in the back of the head. And I loved it. Yeah, that, that's all a welcome to the fight club. Yeah, thing. that's that called love. love. Oh, you're Hunter Thompson. Okay, you know how that book ended. You got yeah. your ass beat. Then we went into the bar and they drank about two grand and walked out <laughs> and stuck me with a bill. And then the publisher was going to pull me off the road because I stuck her with the bill. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a great life. Oh, that's awesome. That's good. Charlie, some people are sharing their favorite things, like when you canoed the Rouge River, when you played golf from one end of the uh, city limits that, to the that other. That was one of the greatest for me to everybody, golf. Everybody's sharing. Yeah, I just, my favorite was when you were waiting on the EMS. You went to McDonald's, you came back, you took a bath, you put in a lady's bath. <laughs> That was one of the that was one of the best things to me. But anyway, everybody's sharing their favorite stories. You know, I, I was flying back from uh, Florida, and we were taking a sweep over Detroit. You know, Zug Island, the steel factory, mm -hmm. and everything. And you could see the Rouge, and I never saw it from that angle. And I got to watch, sort of like a third of the trip from the, from the window of the plane. And I was like, you know what? That was pretty badass. Mm -hmm. That was a freaky, cool. Never be repeated deal. It was, yeah, it was all right. And it's all fixed now. It looks great. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> I was Except about for to the soil diapers on the <laughs> yeah, side right. of the road. Did you I see didn't... any refrigerators floating down there? <laughs> Listen. <laughs> An urban canoe, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> 
Luke Nowacki, overreaction, not a strategy. Inflation's doing six point something percent. Inflation is doing six point something percent. Six point something percent means if the return on your investment, your bank account, or anything else is less than 6%, which is a fabulous historical return on investment. If it's not getting that, you're losing money. Yep. What do you do about that? Call someone. Why did everybody talking Bitcoin? The dude at the diner was talking Bitcoin. Oh, yeah? Talking bull market. The, the shoe shine guy talking about Bitcoin. Are you, are anybody in here? Uh, no. I don't know, maybe a little bit of Bitcoin. You got a little bit of Bitcoin? I got a little bit. You got a little bit of Bitcoin? A little bit. Karen, you got a little bit of Bitcoin? Nope. Yeah, I don't know what to do. Zeus has it all. Zeus has it all. <laughs> I tried the easy route. I tried the easy route. I asked Bitcoin billionaire, give me some. <laughs> Shoot one of them Bitcoins over here, buddy. Seeing as that didn't work, I'm calling Luke Nowacki at 248-663-4748 for sound financial advice. What a joke. Speaking of jokes, Red, Detroit has lost an icon in the comedy world. Yes. Please, go ahead. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, on October 21st of this year, uh, a Detroit legend downtown, Tony Brown, passed after a couple of months long battle with COVID. Uh, we lost a legend. He was born, and we'll give a little history about him, and then we're going to let him close out the show. Uh, he was born in Chattanooga, Tennessee in 1957. I've been to Chattanooga. You've been to Chattanooga? I've never been to Chattanooga. I called my mom. I was in Chattanooga. I was drunk. Me and Dana Nessa. <laughs> now, you know, my it's not strange to people that know me that my mother and father were stepbrother and stepsister. Okay. Yeah. And I said to my mom, the couple in, I said, I called her up and I said, hey, ma. Do you know you're my aunt? <laughs> and you know what my mother said? What? Well, you should fit right in down there. And she hung up the phone. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Man, she was pissed. <laughs> a good line, though. <laughs> a damn good line. <laughs> he was raised in Highland Park, born in Chattanooga, Tennessee. They moved up here when he was a kid. He was raised in Highland Park and famously known for being a real Highland Parker. He always represented that. Started doing comedy in 1984, and over the course of a 37-year stand-up career, he has been on several national television appearances, most famously, famously known for BET Comic View, HBO Def Jam, Showtime at the Apollo, as well as P. Diddy's Bad Boys of Comedy. Um... And as well, he toured with Tim Allen. A lot of people didn't know this. He toured for a long time with Tim Allen before Tim Allen really, really blew up. Well, I bet you Tony was cool anyway. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you. And this is, you know, that was just a little history, but just a personal thing. Tony Brown was the type of guy, no matter what was going on in his life, and he had struggles like all of us. He always had a smile for you, inspiration, and a word of mentorship. And just to be able to watch him. In the 90s when I started, he was around in the 80s. Just to be able to watch him was like going to class, like Dave Chappelle said. When a younger comic watches a seasoned comic, they're going to class. And Tony Brown gave a class every time he performed. He was one of them guys, you could hear that joke 30 times, and you're going to laugh each and every time. So we've lost a legend here in Detroit. 
We have affectionately called him the godfather of Detroit comedy because he is one of the Detroit comics that helped put Detroit on the map as far as comedy goes. And in tribute to downtown Tony Brown, you will solely greatly be missed. Great storyteller, master writer. We gonna miss this brother, and he was a legend as well as a Detroit comedy titan. And in my opinion, he should have been one of the kings of comedy. Let's roll it. From Detroit, he goes by the name of Downtown Tony Brown. Thank you, thank you. How y'all doing, Brooklyn? You know what, I'm glad to be here, y'all. But uh, I had to go to the dentist, right? and get my partials and shit hooked up. Cause one day all my teeth just start falling the fuck out. I ain't bullshitting. I was, I was talking to a motherfucker one day and I say, motherfucker, and one of them flew out. <laughs> so I say, damn, you know. So I said, I said, ain't this a bitch and the other one flew out. <laughs> I said, damn, I'm gonna have to quit cussing cause all these motherfuckers be out on the floor. If I don't calm the fuck down, you know? Yeah. yeah, man, I gotta go see the dentist. Cost me a lot of money. I've been thinking about it. I said, well, I give me some platinum teeth. <laughs> but I live in the motherfucking ghetto, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Nigga don't be walking around with a mouth full of platinum teeth. Nigga stick him up. <laughs> Nigga run up on me, give me them teeth, nigga. <laughs> I got to pull them bitches out, you know? <laughs> All right, nigga, you got the TV. Get the fuck on, man. <laughs> oh, man, I'm telling you, life is a bitch. How many married folks here? Anybody married? Okay, that's, that's about 12 motherfuckers, huh? Okay, keep your marriages together, y'all. That's very important. I, I, I got to tell you that because a lot of folks is breaking up. That's a bad thing right now. That's right, because friend of court and all that kind of shit, <laughs> child support. Y'all have that in New York, don't you? <laughs> I'd hate to think Detroit is the only place that got child support. Them motherfuckers don't be bullshitting either. If you don't want your name at child support, stay with your woman. Cause the moment you say, bitch, well fuck you too. <laughs> That's right, a computer start typing your name at the front of court. That's right, your ass will be the fuck out. Now, fuck around and leave. Jump up and grab some shit up and leave. In three days, the mailman come Say you owe 200,000 motherfucking dollars. <laughs> and you ain't been gone for three motherfucking days. <laughs> the hell with that. Stay with her, man. Stay with her. I don't give a fuck what happened in the house. I wouldn't give a fuck what it is. You come home, find another man in your bed. If you got her downstairs, go on down there and sleep on the couch. <laughs> you heard me, didn't you? Go on downstairs, sleep on the couch. When you see her in the morning, just tell her, bitch, I owe you one. <laughs> and leave it to fuck like that. That's what you do. Don't be stupid and go to breaking up. Stay the fuck together. You don't want to be single today out here with all this shit out here. You go out here today talking about, well, I'm on something new. Trust me, it's some new shit out here. <laughs> it, it's some shit out here so new, the doctors are scared. It ain't shit for a doctor to come in his office and look at a motherfucker and say, uh, Oh, uh, look here, my man. Uh, first of all, I don't even fuck with that kind of shit. And I, I want to know who, um, who told you to come here. Okay, you're going to have to get up out of my office 
You can keep that chair, motherfucker. Just go ahead on. <laughs> Thank you very much, y'all. Downtown Tony Brown. Thank you. Oh, man. You. Oh, God, that was good. Oh, you couldn't oh. let that, that fucking applause play, man. Oh. Thinking of Tony. Thinking of you, man. Thinking of all the great artists. Much love, Downtown Tony Brown. You will be truly missed. A master at the craft. Detroit, you're the best. Oh, nice guy. Tony was a nice guy. Always yes. there. Needed him to do something. Um, he was he was a good guy. He was truly a thread in the fabric of the of the city. Yeah, and you know what? You always knew what a big heart he had. Because you could see it right to his fucking teeth, right down in his chest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, true story. A lot of people may not know this. He was so loved. First of all, whenever national comics come here, the first person they asked about is downtown Tony Brown. Well, he was on tour. There's, what we just saw was from P. Diddy's Bad Boys of Comedy, which I think was on Stars or Showtime. And his teeth was messed up. And one of the audience members was a dentist, enjoyed his show so much, he got them all fixed. Oh, wow. Wrong move. That, that was the See, story. that's yeah, what, that, bit. That's that what like killed this head clown. You fucking fucked and stole his whole bit. Were they platinum? <laughs> no, no, no. This is true life. He, he basically got him fixed, but that was, yeah. The guy fixed it. He had problems on the road, and the guy completely free. Loved him so much. Loved his set. Do you remember his joke about, uh, and this is the one joke I always remember about Tony, because he told it, one of those jokes he told 50 million times, but it was funny every time. And he was talking about kids and how materialistic they were. And he thought his uh, son's first words were da-da. But they were Adidas. I mean, that joke. I mean, <laughs> it was hilarious. It was That's a classic. Fucking joke. hilarious. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jesus, Charlie. I'm not telling. I can't tell it. But I just remember. She paraphrased right, it. It was better when he told it. Right, let me no. get the fuck. Let's get the fuck on out of here. I love you, Karen. Love you back, guys. You Show too. us your teeth. Show us your teeth. Show them with real teeth. Oh, look at that. Yes, those are some pretty teeth. Those are they're just natural. You don't bleach those, do you? No. Look at that. Strong. It's called no. brushing her entire life. <laughs> She's keeping them brushed. She didn't it's just called, start it's brushing. Called, it's called getting them cleaned and checked up regularly. I just went the other day. I mean, and the guy just, I mean, you know, people go in and polish them, but you've got to have them scaled. You've got to have them cleaned. you got to get under the gums. I do all of that. So I spend a ton of money doing it, but, you know, it keeps you healthy. Listen, I want you to look out next week for me and Tucker Carlson, and I want you to notice his teeth and see if they're better than Karen's. I got a set of dentures on layaway. <laughs> oh, by the way, speaking of artists, this is uh, Byron Goggin, our, our director of images, just putting a little cool together. Enjoy it. See you next week. Love you, Karen. Love you, Red. Love, love you, Mark. Guys. Love yeah. you, back. Love you, there. Love you, girls. Watch this right here. This is bad. It's cool. Kaleidoscope effects. Fucking. Yeah, I like the music. Money. Look what we're doing now, Karen. We're now we. I promise you, we're getting hipper. The, the talent is immenseless on this show. It, we, we're getting there. <laughs> this shit's free, so share, share, share. Yeah. <laughs>
We're dynamite. That and, was dynamite. And don't forget, go to the YouTube channel, subscribe. We'll be going live on there as well. And subscribe on Facebook and, and just check us out. Studio's getting built. Mark and I are going downtown to the Coney, figure out how we do two shows a week, right? Wanna thank y'all. Wanna thank y'all for being part of it. And by the way, if you don't agree, we don't gotta hate. We just got talk. Nobody allowed to take anybody off this planet. That's not natural law, that's not God laws, that's not man's law. Let's not be so mad. Just groove. Here's the you, Tony Brown. I might have to get this soundtrack for the car. Called Byron. Luke Nowacki in Home Mortgage. Call Barry Ellen Tuckett, ADR. Go to American Coney Island. And don't forget to order your Coney kit. Oh, you can get the shirts. They're back up on the Drew and Mike shop. Store. Store. DrewandMikeStore.com. Fix the shit. They're back. Now we'll get off. <laughs> Good night. Good day. In case I don't see you, good evening. Dude, this shit's funky. I need a copy of this for the car. I'm not playing. Byron for a six foot five white man walk around together. He got some fucking Yeah, chops. he got a lot of groove. That's a good ass show. I concur. This is my favorite part. Oh wait, the Coney's were my favorite. You mean the best in Detroit? <laughs> yeah. How many times you gotta be told, people? <laughs> Dana, call me. We'll get it. She might still be recovering after them, uh, <laughs> I don't hate two you, bloody Marys. <laughs>